You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking Rates and Lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I have some little technical difficulties here. I'm steady talking away, and my microphone was on mute. <laughs> so, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rachel Lane's podcast. This is Rico Mahoney. Thank you for the message. I didn't get a chance to see, see who sent me that message on Facebook, but I definitely appreciate it, Derek. I appreciate it. Appreciate the heads up. Um, but coming to you live tonight from Forest Park, Georgia, here in... Uh, right outside of Atlanta, getting loaded up, getting ready to head back up towards um, North Carolina. And we're going to start out looking for my co-host tonight that's going to be joining us, Mr. Uh, George Hick from Blue Heron Logistics. Hopefully George will get on board with us here in just a second. And as a matter of fact, I think I may have George. George, is that you? Yep, I made it. I made it through that difficulty. <laughs> well, hey, I was talking, I was just talking away here for a few minutes, and it was dead air because I still had my microphone on mute, and, I, and somebody sent me a message on Facebook, so we didn't miss well, too much, so we just really basically. Well, you know, if you're going to talk about sales, a lot of times that's what you're doing. Just got to get used to it sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to um, go over these reports really quickly, and then we're going to jump right into, uh, we got a couple of questions lined up for you. and. Just for everybody that's on the line, just a reminder, press number one if you have a question for myself or George. That'll put you in the queue. That'll let us know that we need to come to you and try to get to you, and, and we'll try our best to answer your question. If we have the answer, but uh, by no means, no stretch of the imagination, I'm one of those fellows that if I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know. I can try to get back with you with the answer, but uh, between George and myself, we might be able to cover the gamut for you today. But give us a, give us a call and press number one to get in the queue. And I'm going to go back in and jump into these reports really quickly. So hang on, George, and we'll wrap these reports up, and we'll get right into the right into the uh, the meat of the matter. And we'll start Absolutely. off this week with USDA fruit and vegetable truck rate report. Um, there is only one area that is showing a slight shortage, and I'm here to tell you I know that area very well. That's my backyard. That's eastern North Carolina which is where part of my dumbbell, and unless you are, this is the problem with some of these reports. Of course, the, the reports are only as good as the information that's provided. But um, once you are in a market and you're working it, you start to, you start to understand and, and understand the different nuances and everything in those particular markets. And Eastern North Carolina right now, unless you are going Midwest and Northeast, there is not um I don't they're, they're showing a slight they're showing a, actually a strong shortage of trucks in that area. That's probably the case if you're going if you're willing to go midwest and northeast. If those are not target areas out of North Carolina that you would desire to go to, I'm here to tell you that it's pretty slim pickings uh coming back south, further back south into Georgia and other areas like that. Um they also that's the only market right now on the USDA report that is showing a shortage of trucks. Um, slight shortages are showing in Mexico through Nogales, Arizona. Central San Joaquin Valley in California is showing a slight shortage. 
Lower Rio Grande Valley, Texas, and Mexico crossing through Texas, both areas are showing slight shortages. Uh, every other area other than, uh, and I'll highlight the other three areas on the report that are showing a slight surplus in trucks, but all the other areas that are on this report show a um, adequate supply of trucks. And I posted links to this report a little earlier on the uh, on the um, Racing Lanes podcast Facebook page. And if you're not liking that Facebook page, please go over and like that Facebook page. I want to try to get that thing up to uh, over 500 likes. I think we're somewhere in that area. We're getting close to 500, but I want to try and push that on over 500 if we could. Um, also, the areas that are showing apologize right now if you got any background noise, ladies and gentlemen. I have to shrink up my truck and move out of the stop. <laughs> Live radio at its best. But, um, the other three areas that I was going to tell you about that are showing slight surpluses is San Luis Valley, Colorado, Minnesota, North Dakota, and Central Wisconsin. Those areas are showing slight surpluses for trucks. And with that said, hopefully you got the links. If you want any more information off the uh, USDA truck market report, Hopefully you can go to that link, check it out. There's a ton of information on there. Like I said before, and I stated previously, uh, some of the information as far as the rates that they show on that particular report are really skewed. The rates are, you have to do your homework. Those rates are really, really abnormal. Um, and I don't think that you will be successful in achieving the rates that they have reported on there. I'm not exactly sure. They don't have a really good way to bet those rates that they, that they report on this report. But it does, it is really a good indicator so that you can try to follow if you're if you're out here chasing produce, if you're chasing stuff on the spot market, it gives you a good little leading indicator of where you might want to try to position your truck. So that's why we uh bring it to you here on the Racing Lanes podcast. All right. DAT trend lines report. Let's move on into that real quickly. From May twenty fourth through the thirtieth. Van rates have held at one dollar and eighty five cents per mile since April. The flat beds dropped one cent and reefer rates added one cent last week. Low postings were down 17%, and truck posts were off 20% due to a short work week that included the Memorial Day weekend. So let's get into some specifics. Let's jump over and look at the U.S. fan demand and capacity for May 24th through the 30th. Because last week included only four work days plus Memorial Day, van low postings declined 16%, 20%, the national load-to-truck ratio increased 5.5% from 2.3 to 2.5 loads per truck. May capacity tightens by 7%. Load availability declined 17% in May, and capacity tightened 7% compared to April, or an 11% decline in the load-to-truck ratio compared to May 2014. The ratio fell 12% from 2.9 to 2.5. That is the indicator for national van demand and capacity. Let's see what the national van rates on average for the nation through the 24th and the 30th. Let's see how they held up. And the national average for van rates was still unchanged at $1.85 per mile last week as rates rose in high-volume lanes outbound from Philadelphia and declining in Atlanta and Seattle. Of course, the national average fuel price 
for last week was $2.91. That was unchanged. Rates dipped one cent in May. The average man rate for the month of May fell one cent compared to April. But rates held steady between $1.85 and $1.86 throughout both months. The total rate was down 13 cents compared to May 2014 due to a 20 cent drop in the fuel surcharge. Quickly running across the country, starting out in the Northeast, shows an average rate of $1.78 coming out of the Northeast Corridor. Coming out of the Mid-Atlantic and uh, Southeastern states, the, and national van, the national dry van rate coming out of Atlanta shows $2.04 per mile, and that $1.78 that was representative of the Northeast was coming out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Coming out of the Midwest, the representative city that they chose this week to highlight was Chicago, showing $2 per mile on average coming out of the Midwest in the Chicago market for dry vans. Dallas represents the south-central region of the United States, clocking in at an average of $1.82 per mile on average for dry vans. Los Angeles, California shows $2.09, setting the high water mark coming out of the West Coast. Checking in at $2.09 for dry vans. That, that is the national van rate average out of the West Coast in Los Angeles. Moving on quickly over to the U.S. flatbed demand and capacity report for the 24th through the 30th. Flatbed load availability slipped 15% during the short holiday week. As truck capacity dropped 23%, the resulting load to truck ratio rose 17% from 19.6 to 22.9%. Lows per truck. So flatbed step decks market is getting ready to start heating up spring, summertime, going into summer. Of course, you uh, know that that's when this really started to boom of building. Flat, flatbed ratio up 30%. Low volumes for flatbeds fell 3% in May, while capacity was down 1.3 compared to April. The resulting load to truck ratio fell 1.8% compared to May 2014. The ratio declined 43%. Moving over to the U.S. flatbed rate report for May 24th through the 30th. The national average rate for flatbeds lost one cent last week to $2.18 per mile with no change in the average fuel surcharge. Flatbed rates increased one cent in May compared to April. The total rate of $2.18 per mile was 17 cents below the national average of May 2014. Because of a 21 cents drop in the average fuel surcharge year over year. Quickly moving across the country, coming out of Harrisburg, flatbed rate national average coming out of Northeast Harrisburg is a representative city setting the high water mark at $3.48 per mile. Moving down to the southeastern part of the United States, Atlanta once again is the representative city, showing a $2.65 per mile average for flatbed. Coming out of Rock Island, Midwest representative uh, shows a $2.71 average rate. Houston, Texas checks in the south central representative, $2.24 per mile on average. And coming out of Phoenix, we're checking in at an average of $1.91 per mile on average coming out of the West Coast. Phoenix is the representative city for flatbed. That's the national average checking in out of the West Coast. Moving over to the segment that is near and dear to my heart, the U.S. Reaper Demand and Capacity Report. 
Demand for reefers declined 24% and capacity added 13% last week. About 20% of a decline in the low board activity can be attributed to the short week that included Memorial Day. The national load to truck ratio, load to truck ratio fell 12.5% from 6.0 to 5.2 loads per truck. Reefer load availability declined 4.5% in May but capacity also declined 1.7% compared to April. The load-to-truck ratio slipped 2.8% compared to 6.1. I mean, I'm sorry, ratio slipped 2.8% from 6.1 to 5.9. Compared to the unusual high demand of May 2014, the ratio fell 28%. So let's go and check out and see how these U.S. reefer rates were doing. And we want to talk a little bit about reef, uh, not just reefer rates. We want to talk about all rates anyway, since we are in the midst of Road Check 2015. We're going to try, try to delve into that a little bit as well, a little bit later. Um, but the rates for reefers for this week, the national average rate added one cent last week to 2019 cents per mile. Produce harvests are mostly complete, and rates are trending down in Florida, which we told you. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, after Memorial Day, Florida tends to fall off a cliff and the rates come crashing back down to earth. Uh, but outbound rates are booming along the Mexican border in Texas and Arizona, which is an indicator of what I was talking about earlier through the USDA truck market report. So you can kind of use these reports hand-in-hand hand if you're chasing spot market freight to put yourself in position to capitalize on, these partic- on those particular markets. Just try to give... Add some different tool belts, some different tools to put in your tool belt. If you're still uh, chasing spot market freight, or if that you know if that's your if that's your niche and that's what you enjoy to do, you know, just want to give you some tools to be able to help you put you in a better position to to utilize and take advantage of those spot markets. Reefer rates jumped up seven percent. I mean, seven cents. That is a three point three percent increase in May compared to April. The average of two dollars and twelve cents compared to May of twenty fourteen. National average fuel surcharge fell 19 cents, and the line haul rate rose 5 cents for a 14%, which gives you a 14% net decline in the total rate year over year. So, quickly, moving across the country, Elizabeth, New Jersey, checks in at $1.83 per mile on average for reefer, uh, reefer rates. The reefer rate coming out of the southeastern part of the United States, Lakeland, Florida, comes in, checks in at $2.49 per mile on average coming out of the southeastern part of the United States. Lakeland, Florida, checks in with that rate. And coming out of the Midwest, which is going to set the high water mark for reefer rates, Green Bay, Wisconsin, checking in at $2.65 per mile on average. McAllen, Texas, $2.08 per mile is the South Central representative coming out of McAllen, Texas. And wrapping up the DAT trend line report for this week, Fresno, California, reefer rates, um, average reefer rate coming out of the West Coast, $2.31 per mile coming out of Fresno, California. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I posted links to both of those over on Facebook at the um, Rates and Lanes Facebook page. Please go over and like the Rates and Lanes with Rico Muhammad Facebook page. Give us some likes. Give us some thumbs up. Thumbs up. We're going to try to get push that number up to over uh, 500 individuals. And I'm going to try to start trying to post with some more regularity on that page, different 
uh, news articles, different little tidbits and the nuggets here and there. Uh, so if you appreciate and like that kind of information, go over and, and, and like those pages. It's becoming a little bit more difficult for me to get that information out and disseminate it across the different, uh, the different Facebook groups because Facebook is kind of changing some of their, um, some of their privacy policies, whereas I, I used to go post and, and get a, throw a broad net. Now it's kind of condensing down. So I'm, so I'm asking you guys to come over to this page in particular just to like it so we can try to keep you guys in the loop. And with that said, let's talk back over to my, my esteemed co-host tonight, Mr. George Heck. George, how the heck are you and what you've been, what you've been up to here lately? Yeah, you know, Rico, been doing well. Um, you know, I think there's things we want to touch on tonight. You know, I hope we have some people that want some questions. I mean, if we can do anything to help, you know, those wanting to get direct shippers. But I want to touch on one thing you and I talked a little bit about this afternoon. Um, people know this. Uh, you know, I haven't shared a whole lot with many, but about six weeks ago, I kind of got very sick. And, I, you know, Kevin has been on, you know, a bit of a kick of, you know, focus on your health. Focus on your health. If you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. And, you know, pretty much most all of us, whether we're on our own or working for somebody, you know, we're, we're on our own. And um, I had an instance. I had been going around kind of for the last few months ever since we got back from Arizona. just wasn't feeling well. wasn't feeling well. Long story short, without getting into details, uh, with exception of, you know, a bunch of my friends do know, and there's some groups that I, that I have shared you know, some of this and they've been great to support, but you know, I had a, had a, um, CT scan on my chest and doctor was trying to just grab it a straw. And that was on a Monday after my birthday and Tuesday had the CAT scan within three hours. She called me. She goes, I want you in the emergency room right now. Uh, long story short, just had, uh, uh, some health issues, fluid on the lungs and some things they didn't like. And what we did is just, I was in the hospital about five days and, kind of came up with a plan to turn things around. I'm feeling like a million bucks, um, had a viral infection, but I mean, it just, you know, here to say, just take care of yourself. I mean, I'm a young guy. I just turned 49 years old and, uh, almost three years into starting our business. And that was a hell of a wake up call. Um, still don't know much of what actually caused everything. And I'm not going to get into full details, but folks, you know, there's a, there's a rough industry to really be healthy, but, um, something you've got to do bottom line, you know, think about it. I mean, we, you know, I was right there. I, you know, every so often I want to try the buffet and I'm, I want my money's worth. Good God. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, park in the back and, and, you know, walk at the truck stop. I'm trying to figure out a better way, but I mean, with much of what I've done, I've dropped 26 pounds and I feel so much better by it. I'm sleeping better, feeling better. Wow. Um, you know, and, Congratulations. and I, you know, I could, I could stand to lose weight, but I don't think I needed to lose a ton, you know, but it just, I, I just want to stress to folks. I mean, you know, I have not listened much to Kim's show on Friday, but I think, you know, they're really onto something. And, and my wife has talked about it. You know, th this industry is, is rough on, on your health. I don't know how best to put it, but you know, when, when you have that staring you in the face of uh, reality, it can be a hell of a dose sometimes, you know, and I can't thank enough, you know, many of my friends that did speak up and, you know, pick up the phone and say, Hey, what's going on. But, uh, one thing my wife and I, my wife's name is Kim wanted to talk about with regards to that. Yes. Health is one thing, but we're really working for ourselves. We're, we are one person for the most part. What is your plan B? I mean, that Monday 
I was there with my trailer about to load a piece. No, I'm sorry, Tuesday, loading a piece, just going up to Albany. And I told, you know, doctor calls me on the phone. I was busy. Couldn't take the call. Called my wife. Doctor calls back. My wife calls me three times. I called the doctor and she goes, what are you doing now? And I said, well, you know, loading up, getting ready to go. She goes, you need to come up with a plan B and here's why. Um, and it's just, you don't think about what are you going to do? Do you have a list of friends that you can call that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, we can throw stuff on a load board and get somebody to cover it. But I'm saying, do you have friends that you can call across the country that say, listen, I'm in a bind. I need you to just hook up to my trailer and take care of this thing. And they'll do it. No questions asked. I mean, that's what we need. You know, is there some way to set up a network? I, you know, I have a good friend of mine, Steve, we've done work together for over two years. We never exchange money, but it's like, here, I'll help you. You help me. And I called him. I said, this has got to deliver. You know, we'll put it off to Wednesday. Can you do it? He goes, yeah, just leave the keys in your truck. I'll take care of it. You know, nothing complex. Don't need any tax forms filled out or an employee file. Just take care of business. Um, but then when I did get out of the hospital Sunday, I had one move just local we were going to do. I called probably a dozen different guys I knew. I couldn't find one person. Who was the one that stood up? My wife. And said, "Don't worry, I'll secure everything. We got the clean bill. You're okay to go. Just it was just a hundred miles down the road, but I was amazed that it was that difficult to find somebody in that instance. And you know, looking at a mileage, I mean, I was kind of I was more than willing to pay a guy a buck a mile to do that. I mean, it would have taken him three hours to do that trip. Couldn't find a single soul." Cool, cool. I'm, I'm glad that you're back in, uh, you know, a little bit in a better, better shape. And uh, no, it's still, a, it's still a, definitely a journey. And uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and sharing that information. And hopefully, and I, I knew you justice, George. I apologize. I kind of just took it for granted that, you know, I've got to remember that we always got new listeners coming on. And George Heck is a good friend of the show. Uh, he owns Blue Heron Logistics. George comes with, uh, George comes with AIDS extensive sales background so uh he, he has been in direct freight sales uh george remind me was it 20 years or, or, or my short change uh, no i was it was 16 years in lpl sales but prior to that i was really on the customer side you know working in traffic management warehouse management purchasing uh did do local D work uh, for a couple companies and you know really had my license since i was 18 so I, i've been around the equipment been around people and, and really all the different sides. And, and this is the stuff that I think has been very good for me to bring to the table in that, I, you know, I stress on some posts when I get into it and some people think maybe I'm a little crass about it, but trust me, transportation is a nuisance to almost every customer out there. It's a headache. It's not easy. And if we can just be out here and make it easy for somebody, I, I, it doesn't have to be a direct shipper. It can be a broker, but just, Take care of their problems. It it's really you know, and, I want to say it's and, really and, that easy. And I want to, and I just want to just give just a little bit more, a uh, little bit more background. Just drop a little bit, you know, give people a little bit for new people that are listening in that may not know you. Um, George probably invoices what maybe once or twice a year. A broker, you know, all of George's freight is mostly, um, which is outstanding, uh, especially for a one carrier one truck carrier. Uh, he has multiple trailers, but he has one truck and he is literally knocking the cover off of the ball, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, and, and, you know, just wanted to give everyone an opportunity that if you had different questions or whatever, someone had a, a, a question that came up and they may be on the line, they may, may want to ask that question, but, you know, what, what do you ask? How do you, you know, what to say? What do you not need to say when you're going in and talking to a customer? And as a matter of fact, we got somebody here with their hand raised that wants to get in. So with no further ado, George, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll see if we can start knocking out a few questions here. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Hey, one thing I do want to put a plug out. I don't know if the gentleman's listening. When I covered you for one time, I think you had laryngitis, so to speak. There was a gentleman, and I thought he was out of Texas, wanted, was looking to pursue some sort of specialty operation. I don't want to get into details, but if he's on, give a call in or give me a holler. I want to follow up with you. It was some stuff out of California, Liftgate. I'd love to connect with him. I just don't know who it was. Okay, but let's get through right. call here. Cool. Let's, that's with no further ado, uh, don't have my call screen tonight, so call it. You, you guys listen, listen up for your uh, your area code. Caller calling in from the 334 area code. You're on live with Rico and George. How can we help? Hello, how are you? I am well, and yourself? Oh, I'm fantastic, sir. What, what is your name? I just wanted to ask Kenya. Kenya. All right, Kenya, how can we help you out tonight? I wanted to ask you if you guys knew um, what would be. I'm looking to get into the brokerage, um, get in business as a broker. Do you know what would be the difference between being an LLC and an LTD? An LCD? LLC and an LTD. Um, but. I know LLC stands for a limited liability corporation, which is a state indication. It's not really recognized by the IRS, if I remember correctly, um, but it's, it's a separate entity that states allow you to use as far as um, to help separate, to help you separate your, um, supposed to help you separate your business from your, from your personal, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Um, George, you you got anything on that? No, I I don't. I've never heard of you said L T E. L. I've never heard of that one either. The L T E. L T D. Oh, yes. okay. L T D. I thought you said L. Okay. Um, I'm not familiar with that indication of even being on a uh, on a um, incorporation form. The L T D. I um, you know what? Rico, I don't know that, but I know being up here in New York. I see a lot of Canadian companies and, you know, their names end in the LTD for limited. Now, I don't know if that's more of a across-the-border designation. It's not something I've heard much here in the States. Well, i tell you what I'm doing. I'm writing this question down, and when I get a chance to, um, let's see, Henry Seaton should be joining us, one, two, three, on June the 17th. Henry Seaton is the transportation attorney. And I'm definitely writing this down and putting this away into my notes. When Henry Seaton joins us on the show, I would definitely pose this one to him. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't know at all the things that I don't know. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I don't know on that one. But as far as getting into the brokerage business, um, what do you have questions about that, or do you already have a game plan set for that? Um, I have a, um, a game plan set. I just wanted to, you know, make sure I was – uh, while I'm doing, I'm in the research stages to make sure I have everything down uh, legally. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, maybe you might want to check us back out on June the 17th. Henry Seaton is uh, one of the 
leading transportation attorneys in the country. He comes on and joins us once a month, and uh, June 17th is when he will make his appearance on the show. And that will be a, definitely a great question to ask. I got it written down just in case uh, we don't get you on, and I'll definitely pose this one over to him. And if I get an answer before the 17th, I will post it on the uh, podcast page because I'll try to reach out to Henry and see if we can see if we can get uh, an exact answer on that. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much, sir. All right, thank you, Kenya. All right, George, uh, got a couple more callers that's got questions. Also, really quickly, wanted to jump into, just wanted to post, um, talk about this. Uh, road check. We mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, Peggy Dorf, who is uh, employed with DAT, put an excellent blog together. I shared that, that one as well. Will road check boost truckload rates this week? And she put together some uh, a little bit of a report showing the difference between rates from last uh, last year doing road check and to try to compare with what's been going on so far this year. Uh, excellent article that she put together. I posted that as well on the uh, Rates and Lanes podcast page on Facebook. You can check that out. We may jump into that, but I don't want to take away from the callers that have questions. So let's jump back over to... Caller calling in from the area code. Uh, we just dropped that caller. Well, caller calling in from 316, area code 316. That puts you up next. Caller, you're on live yeah. with Rico and George. What's your name and how can we help? Rico, it's Bruce Jansen. Good evening, George. Hey, Bruce. How you Bruce, doing? long time no here. Yeah, hey, I, I was just going to give Kenya a quick answer to what I found out when I formed my corporation 25, 30 years ago. Uh, in the state of Kansas, you were allowed to either have INC or LTD after your name to designate you as a corporation. Now, that was the state of Kansas. I don't know what every other state has. But in Kansas, LTD and INC meant the same thing to the state. It's just a designation that your, corp your company is a corporate entity. Now, I know, like George said, the Canadian companies, there's a lot of them that use LTD and that is their definition of a corporation, where, in, where mine, it was either I could choose LTD or INC, period, to be the designation of a corporate entity instead of a private or personal entity. So that, that's my answer if, if, if you're looking for one. Hey, that's, that's the great thing about the show is somebody's always listening in, and we got a the great thing about audience and the, and, and the tribe that uh, listens in to the show is that we got some knowledgeable folks out there and hey I can lean on you guys from time to time to uh, help us out with that. But we appreciate that Bruce. What's going on with you and your world? Well I'm in St. Louis this evening. going to unload tomorrow morning here and then go on to Kansas City and unload Friday morning. Uh, kind of been slow for what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. It's been hard to find the, the rates that I like and go into the places I want. So instead of going longer distances, I've been trying to put together, you know, day runs, overnight runs, and that's not working out too well either. So I may go back to trying to run the 1,500-mile or so runs, right, you know, kind of what I've been doing the last year or so, and it seems like it's more profitable and I do a lot less sitting and get more net, more gross dollars and net dollars at the end of the week. So I've been trying to experiment on something new, and right now it hasn't been hanging out like I hoping it would. So 
back to the old tried and true, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, but, but I, something interesting that you just said, you are running. So that means you're not scared of Road Check 2015. You're actually out here on the road making some money. Are you, are you noticing any dis- difference in the rates? Are you trying, are you able to kind of boost a little bit more out of the rates that you've been normally getting because of the Road Check? Or you just happy to try to just get a decent rate to kind of keep yourself moving? Well, as far as I noticed, the trucks are all out on the road, except maybe a few that have decided to shut down. I mean, I came from Indianapolis today to St. Louis, and the Interstate 70 was wall-to-wall trucks, just like it always is. I saw, well, the Illinois scale was open. Indiana eastbound was open, but there was no activity. Illinois westbound on 70 was open, no activity, no rest areas, nothing there wasn't any, even any talk on the CB about anything going on. So from what I've experienced, Road Check is happening somewhere else if it's happening at all. Now, tomorrow may be a different story. Missouri may be checking at every rest area and all the chicken houses. Who knows? But but as of right now, my experience is, is it's just business as usual. Well, and in, I mean, when it comes to Missouri, is that any different than they do any other day of the week? No, as long as my pre-pass gives me a green light, I really don't care what they're doing in the scale houses. See, I mean, and myself, I, I wasn't out much this week. I left Monday, went down to New Jersey. I think for the first time in two and a half years, the New Jersey scale was open, but I'm always so light, I just had to buzz right through there on 80. And coming back, there wasn't a single thing open all the way up to Rochester. So, no. I, you know, uh, the trucks are out there. I, I don't know. I... Whatever. I mean, we're here well, to do a job. Dave Nemo, <laughs> Dave Nemo on his morning show said that he had people, I heard people were calling in and they said Interstate 80 across Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania was where they were targeting on Tuesday. Now, what will happen today or tomorrow, who knows where they'll be, but that's that seemed to be the the biggest point of, uh, of uh, you know, inspections in the upper Midwest or the Northeast that I've heard about. Right. Well, generally, traditionally, um, you know, and, and as Peggy Dorf pointed out in her, in her uh, blog post, this week right here is normally when a lot of owner-operators and, and, and guys kind of shut down and, and take weeks off or do repairs to the truck or, you know, take a little vacation or whatever and just try to avoid this whole scenario altogether. And, you know, Dale Howard, who was a member of the Less Truck team, you know, he always preaches, you know, one of the things he talks about is just don't go out here looking like a wounded gazelle. You know, if you, if you, if you go through a truck uh, a scale house and you got crap hanging off of your truck and you look like you may be a, may be a, a driving violation, then more than likely you're going to get pulled in. Um, from my experiences, I did see South Carolina look like that they were trying to work a little hard last night. Um, I was coming across 95 there, and there were two DOT officers coming out of the uh, one of the rest areas as I was coming southbound on 95, getting ready to jump on to 20. Uh, but they couldn't work too hard because of all the rain and everything that we were experiencing here in the southeast. So I uh, didn't think they wanted to get wet. They they might have melted or something, so they didn't want to jump out there and do any. Didn't look like they were too interested in doing any inspections at that time uh, of the evening last night when I come through South Carolina last night early this morning. And um, Georgia, as usual, Georgia is always pretty much open for business all the time. The scales were anyway. I didn't see any up 
of um, no increased presence in any other areas around the state so far. Uh, but that's just the reports that I've seen. And if anybody out there has anything that they, they would like to share as far as the road check is concerned, please, by all means, jump in and uh, press number one and let, tell us what you're seeing uh, as far as road checks or even if you're experiencing any kind of spike or any difference in the rates that you're seeing for this week. A couple of people responded on Facebook and said that they are getting a little bit better rates this week. But um, just hadn't, with, with myself being kind of insulated with my direct customer, uh, don't experience those swings like I used to. Well, Rico, uh, Mike Reinhart, one of the guys that listens in on some of these shows, he, he told me that yesterday in Arizona on Interstate 40, there was like 15 or so uh, DOT cops sitting in the center median strip watching traffic go by, and I guess maybe they were looking for the wounded gazelles, like you had said. But, you know, New Mexico, he said, well, there was some more activity in New Mexico, and and so I guess maybe on, you know, Interstate 40, you know, because it's a heavily traveled road, they might have been targeting that area also. So, I mean, it's... but. You know, Interstate 40 across Arizona is a prime target to be targeted any time of the year when you're going out there. So it's not because there's just no way to go around them. If you're if they want to catch you and they want to check you, you're there. There's no hiding from them. Well, it just comes back to as, as far as being a good business person, run do what it takes to run your business properly. And I and I understand the whole sentiment that a lot of people have of well, you know, if they're looking hard enough, they're going to find a violation and everything. And I understand that as well, but this is what separates the top 1% of this industry from everybody else. You've got to know how to, if you happen to have an experience with a DOT officer, and I know that there are some out there that don't have no personality whatsoever. I've experienced that. I think I can be a charming guy when I have to be, and, and I've gotten dinged up for um, something as simple as I didn't have the, uh, the, uh, one of the corners on the back of my trailer, the tape in the corner had fell off, and, and I got a violation for not having not having the reflective tape at the corner of one of my trailers, uh, you know, a little ticky-tack, little, little ticky-tack violation. But, you know, that's a negotiation in itself right there, just how you negotiate and deal with the situation of dealing with the uh, DOT officer on the roadside and everything. You know, there's a way that you can that you can kind of peruse that situation to where you might be able to win that person over. And, you know, and if not, if you just run into the guy with no personality whatsoever, you know, you just talk that one up to, uh, you know, just a bad experience and just keep it moving. It's not the end of the world. So, um, Bruce, we appreciate the phone call. I'm going to try to maybe try and re reach out to you and catch up to you a little bit later on. Uh, maybe if not tonight, maybe tomorrow sometime. I'm going to got a couple more calls. that has got some questions real quick. Going to move over to caller calling in from the 912 area code. Caller from the 912. You're on live with Rico and George. How can we help? Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are well. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Okay, my name is Steve, and I am from I am from Georgia. Uh, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit um, and talk about racing lane. Um, I was All in right. a lease program. I, I was definitely in a lease program. Um, I won't say the name of the company, but it's on the east side of Chattanooga. And uh, God blessed me to be able to pay my truck off. And I come over here to Landstar, and um, and this I'm actually I'm on my third load with Landstar. And just the two loads 
the first two loads that I've done, uh, I've made more. <laughs> I made more in just two loads than what I did uh, all week long with my old company up under the lease program. And uh, and I tell you, I'm so excited about being over here with Landstar. And a lot of things that you talked about, Rico, uh, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand a lot of the things that you were saying until I come over here to this company with Landstar. But uh, my biggest question is, is that, you know, I'm looking at the Landstar loads and I'm looking at the uh, rates and everything on the load board. Uh, I guess, is it possible to compare those loads and those rates to the uh, DAT trend line report that you give out every week in that area? No. Uh, they're going to be a little, they're going to, there's going to be a little bit of variance between those rates because the rates that DAT is reporting on that trend line report is going to be what we call the spot market rates. What the rates that you're okay. seeing with Landstar more than likely are contracted rates. Those are direct customers of Landstar. So those rates are uh, more, they're more stable. The rates that you, we talk about on the, uh, on the, um, here in the race lanes when we're talking about the DAT trend line report, that is a more of a snapshot of what's going on within the past week on the spot market. Okay. So those rates are always going to be fluctuating and changing. Now, the caveat to what I'm, what I'm to explain that a little bit further is just sometimes the spot market will surpass the contracted rate, meaning that you can get more money out here on the spot market than you can on the contracted rate. But normally, okay. the market will correct itself, and the contract rate will come back up and match or surpass that spot market rate if the if the uh, capacity and if the capacity is starting to fall off, and if the um, tonnage of, of the the weight that the chip starts to increase, that will make that either go up or make it come down based on the load to truck ratio that is available on that spot and contracted market. Marketplace. It's, it's always a victim of. You're always dealing with the, um, the 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 law of supply and demand. So right. you want to keep those keep keep those things in mind. Will they will kind of uh, and if you go and click on the um, the um, report that I posted on the uh, report, you will see actually they have a bar graph on that report showing the spot market rate, the contracted rate. And, um, and and the fuel surcharge they have all that stuff broke that information broken down on a um, on a bar graph so you can kind of track and see um, which one is higher in any any given point in time off of the reports that they have but your Landstar rates and Landstar is definitely one of the best companies that I would recommend if you're going to lease on to somebody I highly recommend Landstar because they they are really big as far as giving more additional training to their VCOs. Uh, and that's that's what yes. makes it different. That's what sets, sets different companies apart by helping you educate yourself so that you can put you in a position to win. Uh, George, you got anything you want to add on that? No, you're you're you know what leasing on and you know what you're talking about. That's kind of out of uh, out of my realm. Don't know much about it, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I want I want to give you a shot at it anyway. Hey, I, I do appreciate it, Rico, and I'm going to be checking in from, with you from time to time. And, you know, and I, it may, I may ask some questions, but, you know, what they say, our closed mouth will never get fed. And I, I appreciate Absolutely. the show and everything you're doing, Rico. 
Hey, I appreciate the support, Steve. I tell you, I truly am humbled by you calling in and asking this question, and there's no such thing as a dumb question. Believe hey, me good, on that. Good luck, Steve. It's, it, it sounds like you got a nice little turnaround coming, and uh, focus on the efforts. Just do a good job, and you'll be amazed at what just comes and follows. Absolutely. Moving on quickly, we got a caller calling in from the 715 area code. And I, and, and I tell you, that's the great thing about this show, too. A little bird sent me a little message in the inbox and actually gave me a breakdown on all the differences between LLCs and L- LTDs. And, and uh, we, if time provides, we may jump back into that to uh, address that phone call from Kenya, the first phone call of the show. But right now, we got caller calling in from the area code 715. Calling you on live with Rico and George. What's your name, and how can we help? Yeah, hi, Rico and George. This is Chad, and I'm in Kentucky right now. Um, here, I've got a comment, I think, and a, and a question. The comment is, uh, I think that uh, last year, if you were a carrier last year and you didn't get your own direct accounts, you really missed the boat. I think last year would have been a great time to really kind of handpick um, your shippers that you wanted for direct accounts my opinion right now, but uh, the next question is that I have a really good direct account that I come down, I set my company up pretty much the same way you did, Rico, down and back, down and back, you know, dumbbell, and what I'm finding is I empty out over by um, Morristown, Tennessee, and I am having a really hard time finding any direct freight out of here, and I I bet I've called 60, 60 or more shippers. And that's what I've done. I've called. So I guess I'm asking my question is, what is the next step? And because uh, that ain't working. Just calling ain't working. Well, it, uh, my first thing that came to mind when you said that called 60, I kind of felt like saying, well, maybe you need to call 70. <laughs> you may not like it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I had a boss, you know, that, that, you know, I worked for for seven years. Uh, Kenny was in the business uh, when, uh, oh, God. You know, when I was what coming out of out of college, but um, he had been with the company thirty years now. He's been there, but one thing he said: even a blind squirrel will find a nut. But you just you, in sales, you got to get used to hearing the word no. And okay. just when you think you've heard enough, hear it again. It's it's you know, and, and and just network also. I mean, you know, I mean, not just pounding on door. I mean, that may be another thing when you're down there. You know, if you get down there and it's an off time frame, get a hotel, get a car, have some good clothes, and just start pounding on doors. Uh, walk in the shipping door. What's the worst they're going to say? Get out of here? Well, if you don't okay. pound on the door, you know, they're going to do nothing. Um, you know, do you know any people that live in that area? I do not. No, I don't. Okay. I've been, uh, I mean, you know, normally I... if you know somebody, you can network with them because somebody knows somebody somewhere that is involved in shipping. I mean, people think I'm a sure. goof for saying it, but I'm, I'm telling you, you know, you, you'd be surprised. You talk to your family members. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, my best friend's a traffic manager at so-and-so. Oh, why didn't you tell me? I never thought of it. You yeah. know, really, you just, you know, network. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, get a car. And, you know, one thing I used to do, I mean, when I was in sales, I mean, you know, they used to call it golden selling time. They wanted us on the street between 8.30 and 4.30 in the afternoon. Well, okay. if you're, you know, if you're showing up between 8 and 9.30, you better have donuts. And if you're showing up between 11.30 and 1.30, you better be picking up or dropping somebody off for lunch. And if you're showing up much after 3.30, you better be picking somebody up for happy hour. Okay. You know, 
so, I mean, you get into these, I would get into these times of three o'clock where I really didn't want to stop in because when I was a traffic manager, I remember everyone wanted to get their stuff done because they wanted to get out the door. But those were times I'd be driving around and I'd be like, huh, I never went down that street. What's there? I mean, you just start going zigzagging up and down. And I mean, I, 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 I started to, uh, you know, I wanted to type in the town cause I wanted to see where this town was that you were talking about, but you know, go in and put it into Google, you know, go in, go into Google and zoom in and look around and try to see bigger buildings. But you know, as you yeah. focus on your operation, try to find what is the, the, that sort of thing. What, um, what, what operation, what kind of trailer are you pulling? Uh, a reefer trailer. So I got, I got a really, I got a dedicated every Tuesday I picked up in Iowa and I run it down, down here to uh, Tennessee area. And, uh, so now I'm looking for something on a dedicated route back. Uh, you know, early What's the major? What's the? Oh, sorry, that you both were talking. Oh, I didn't did get either one of your you questions. To, to, did you ask them? Do they have anything going back to your area? Was 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 in suggestion from George? And the other part that I was going to ask you was, what is the next closest or largest city to the area that you deliver to? Yeah, and, and I've been at both of those. I've been uh, the place that I delivered to is a national, uh, actually an international company, and uh, they don't deal with uh, you know one truck trucking companies. So uh, the and I I talked to them about their broker uh, that they use, and and it just isn't working out. There's not a consistent thing for him and you know for me on that one. So, but I have started from that town, and I've been working out, working out, working out, and I'm getting further and further out you know so uh this week i actually for my direct customer on the way out if he has me having me pick something up to bring back but uh, that's not very often so and so i guess the other question the, i had the, heard the closest city but what's the closest city to where to morristown uh, well knoxville, knoxville would be uh, 70 miles away knoxville is about 70 miles uh, the very east edge of knoxville is about 70 miles Okay. Okay. So we so we might need to expand zip code wise when we're starting to do. Uh, you know, you can start looking at on some of the different list sites and start looking at like uh, the frozen food specialties. Just if you got a reefer or something like that. You know, anybody that's doing refrigerators or something like check with the uh, USDA and and actually go through some of the. Um, one thing that I've helped that that has helped me to try to go contact uh, direct customers as well is looking at different uh, food and trade associations. A lot of times they have a lot of the information right there at the trade association. You can go in there and look at the list of members and they have their addresses and everything right there right there for you uh, for you to go in there and, and, and use that information for your advantage to go try and get to those uh, shipping managers and those traffic managers. But what was your question? Uh, I guess the other question was I've called the one lady about, uh, I think, five times now. I get her voicemail all the time. She never calls back. I mean, is there like a magic number? Like, you know, after seven times, don't bother calling, or after five times, you know, why bother, or is there, you know? No, just, you know what, just just keep up. I mean, yeah, you can be a nuisance, but you know what, you're going to be the one that, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, I, don't, I hate to say the phrase long-winded, but, I mean, you know, you call somebody today, and they say no, well, that's no today. But you know, okay. if you if you especially if you're dealing uh, two things I want to say, especially if you're dealing with somebody that you know they pretty much have something, drop those seeds of hey, I'm down here every every Thursday, 
you know, and, and, you know, going back to this area, you know, that's the stuff that people will remember when it comes to the point of them being in a bind. I mean, you know, right now you're just another salesman calling them and, and they're probably having a dozen a week, if not more. Um, sure. Okay. You know, the other thing is it, check with that town, see if that town has a chamber of commerce and, and don't limit yourself to reefer. Remember you, you can do van stuff too. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you can move in there and, and don't say you're looking for truckload mate. You know, you might find some golden LTL coming out of there. Okay. Definitely some stuff to, to start working on. Then I appreciate, uh, I actually appreciate both of you and, uh, and what you guys do for us out here. And I've learned a lot from both of you. So thanks again. Well, thank you. And, and contact, you know, reach out, contact me, you know, anytime. I don't necessarily always accept personal friend requests, like personal pages, my personal, but you know, there's a lot of people I've met literally through here. Rico, I met through there and you know, we're always kind of picking on each other every so often through Facebook, but you know, please, you know, stay in touch. And like I said, that, you just uh, keep knocking. Maybe. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate the phone call there, Chad. And that's another thing. Don't don't be scared. You know, get over yourself. And don't worry about hearing no and don't worry about am, am I being a nuisance or whatever. I, I read somewhere in one of, the, one of the sales books I was reading, was it talked about how salesmen would give up after the fifth time or whatever. And, and a lot of times by the eighth, ninth, and tenth, sales attempt, that's when they actually broke through and got to someone and actually closed the sale because they refused to stop calling. So avail yourself to as much, um, you know, audio information as far as uh, the different sales books that are out there. Listen, Kevin, you know, talks about that all the time. We got so much time. We got 70 hours a week. We're driving these trucks. Instead of, you know, uh, zoning out and just listening to your favorite music going down the road, hey, grab an Audible account, start listening to more audio books, and put more tools in your tool belt. Put more things that um, that you can use to utilize in your business. And all of that stuff, your, your subscription, you know, one of the benefits to that is that's educational. That's, that's, you can prove on your tax return that that's actually a uh, tax-deductible expense. And George was talking about uh, taking someone out to lunch and, and um, with the donuts and everything. I mean, all that stuff is, that's the true uh, meaning to be able to get that uh, entertainment uh, credit that, you, that everybody tries to get when they're <laughs> filing their taxes or whatever else. You know, those utilize those benefits by you being a business owner. And, and you know, don't forget to take advantage of those things. George, we got about two minutes left in the show. I mean, this hour flew by. Um, anything that yeah. you want to throw out there, anything you want to say you've been wrapping up before you get out there, before time runs out on Uh No, just, you know, so much with this. Just, you know, be patient out there and, and, and ask. And then that. You know, being able to to present to everyone that you possibly know what you do and what you're looking to do, I think that's one thing people don't do enough. Uh, I mean, I, I don't care if you're talking to your barber. Make sure everyone knows what you do because somehow, some way, word's going to get out looking for somebody, and you want to be that answer for somebody. And, uh, you know, just mention, you know, and, and like I've said so many times, start right there with your with family when you, you know, here we are coming into summer, what 4th of July is coming up. Mention it to, you know, some of your family members, you, somebody, you know, has a connection to freight and then they can help you. 
tell everybody you can. Matter of fact, a good friend of the show, Kevin Riley, uh, I think he mentioned something about it. he got a direct customer just from using that, that tip right there that you just gave out. He was somewhere, I think, at a, maybe a Christmas party or something. I can't remember exactly how the story went, but he sent me some feedback on that, and I'm like, you know, that's what the show is all about, uh, us exchanging ideas, trying to make our operations, uh, refine them and make them better. And with that said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're running quickly out of time. I want to make sure I get this in. Uh, always check out Kenny. Kenny Long has a show uh, trucking with authority. His show comes on every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, my show comes on every Wednesday. Chad Boblet, his show, uh, not sure what, uh, I got to reach out and talk to Chad. I got to find out what's going on with my friend. But Chad's show is supposed to come on Brokers and Beyond on every Thursday at 7 p.m. And I think Kim, her show comes on every Friday. That is the Destination Health podcast that we were talking about a little earlier. We're trying to get your health and everything under control, some different tips and everything on there. And, of course, uh, the other show that's in the lineup every Sunday, Mike Beckett and his show, Rolling Poe, uh, that comes on every Sunday. And I don't have the page up to give you the exact time, but check, check out the Let's Truck, uh, the Let's Truck page and all of the time and uh, headers are all up there, different phone numbers for each show. Wants to thank everyone for listening in, calling in, and participating tonight. This has been the Rakes and Lanes podcast with Rico Muhammad, special guest George Hicks, checking in with us tonight. Want to wish you all safe travels. Be safe out there. Go ahead and get those yellow stickers in your windshield. Don't be scared to run. Let's go out here and have a prosperous week. Want to thank Kevin and Lisa Rutherford for providing us with the platform and the opportunity to bring this podcast to you. God bless you. Good night, and be safe, everybody. Good night, George. Good night. Thanks for joining us on Rates and Lanes. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.